Welcome to Pierce the Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 249. Yeah. And probably one of the most important episodes all summer. Yeah, you love uh you love these kinds of episodes. I, I we're do. talking about your favorite thing, your favorite time of the year. I do. And it's almost a favorite time of the year. It's crazy that we're talking about this in July, but it's in July when this starts. But before we get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone that continues to support us on buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. If you haven't yet signed up for that membership, please do so. It definitely helps us keep the lights on and definitely hopefully helps you out uh, as you know, hopefully soon we'll be doing a zoom here. Uh, we Things have been kind of hectic, but we would love to do that with those of you that are signed up with the membership. So check your uh, messages inbox over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but again, you can sign up buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. It's in the link below, whether it's just a one time, Hey, that was a great episode or whether it's like, Hey, you know, I really appreciate what you guys do. I like to like to help you guys out over the long term. So please check that out. Now, part of that is Q4. Q4 is one I'm excited about. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I was just thinking about this. The fact that you remember how everybody was so excited for 2020 to end. It was like 2020 yeah, is coming yeah. to an end. We can't wait. It's almost the end of 2020. 2020 was such a crazy year. And we're over halfway through 2021. That It's crazy. It's Because it, I think... The first part of 2021 was still 2020. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and sure. now that things are getting back to normal, at least hopefully, and I'll talk about that in, in a little bit. Are we getting back to normal? I don't know. Not that we're going to talk about that, but how it relates to reselling. Now, I titled this Getting Ready for the Biggest Q4 Ever. Ever. Are you sure about that? Are you are you All making right. is this like a prophecy? Are you making uh are you making a prediction? Well, usually self-fulfilling prophecies are not a good thing. Mm. But in this case, here, here's what I'll say. And I've shared this many times. As a full-time reseller, I have no options but to act as if it's gonna be the biggest cue forever. Right? Because if I hang back and go like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how things are gonna be, and I don't source and I don't organize and I don't get ready, and I'm not cash heavy, and then Q4 ends up being humongous, I'm gonna miss out. Mm. Right. I have no options. My, my two options are to make it or to make it. That's it. That's it. And so failure is not an option. Oh, it, it's not an option. But it seems from everything, even though, you know, we can discuss, you know, things that are kind of interesting with the economy. And I'm going to use that I word inflation again and all that stuff. I, I really believe this Q4 can be just as big as last Q4 during, you know, during that thing that we went through, or it could be a lot bigger because, you know, we're still dealing with the issues of supply chains, right? Even right now, like you'll go, I, I've, I've gone to certain stores and, and they're out of things. And I ask and they're like, well, we may not have this in stock for a month or two or three or four, or if you've tried to buy new appliances or furniture. Now think about, the, the the time of Q4. Now, I free. What is it? Do you know what it's called? Where there's a there's a system of inventory. I should I should have wrote this down before we started. But basically, like people, they don't order things until they're actually out. Do you know what I'm saying? I forget what it's called. But like shelves aren't. It's not like people buy a whole bunch of stuff and they just keep it in the back of the warehouse. Right. And when things run out, they put it up. Right. So if you know what that's called when they they fill it at the exact point that it needs to be filled, let us know in the comments. There is an exact like investopedia word or some kind of keyword for that but do you get what i'm saying yeah no for sure and and yeah i mean going back to the supply chains like how that relates to reseller because if you're like well how does how is this going to impact me um if if stores are having a hard time keeping things in stock 
the, the demand is already going to outpace the supply, right? So that's going to cause an increase in prices. And, you know, other than things like lumber, which we actually saw the increase in prices, stores have a hard time in, of keeping track of the price, the supply and demand, right? They kind of just, they, they negotiate a price. This is what we're going to sell these items for. And so you might see small increases, you know, for certain items at, you know, Target or Walmart. However, um, as demand is higher, we're going to see that stores aren't going to be able to keep things in stock and people are going to be looking for specific things that, you know, normally would get ordered. I mean, I, I ordered and I know I'm going to make a bunch of money when they finally get here, but I ordered something off of Kickstarter. Um, it's going on like a year and a half ago now, and it was supposed to have been fulfilled in like October or December of last year. And it didn't come through because of shipping issues and containers. And they finally got that figured out. And it was supposed to be June that all of the, the items were going to be, you know, delivered in the United States. And they've only been able to deliver to like two out of like the 27 countries that they're delivering to. And they still have things stuck in port in China. Right. And so there's so many companies who have things that they want to sell, but they just don't have the ability to get them onto onto you know, boats or onto trucks and get them out to where they need to be. And so because the the demand is going to outpace the supply, if we are wise as resellers, we're going to be able to find those things if we can get them now before people, because people always wait to the last minute. People are going to wait until November, December to start buying things for Christmas. And if we recognize what those things are, when they get there, if, even if there weren't resellers, those things are going to be off the shelf, you know, mid-November, early December. Mm -hmm. So people aren't going to be able to find them. So if we can make sure we have them, we can supply them at the appropriate price. And that's the appropriate price. So that's where resellers come in, right? We connect people to items that they're looking for. And so, you know, there's a lot that's part of this episode. It's not just about supply chain. So I wanted to share that. I kind of wanted to say, you know, a lot of people are like, like Mike had before, is like, man, we're already talking about Q4. But here's the thing. Now is the time, right? Now in July, maybe June already was the time. And so let's talk about some of these things. The very first thing I want to share is now is the time to understand all the platforms, right? Because I really believe the maximum money that you can make during Q4 is made by expanding your platforms. And I'm not saying cross-listing, but what I'm saying is understanding what platforms work for what you're selling, right? And and obviously we know the biggest money maker in all of them is going to be Amazon, right? And so maybe you don't like Amazon. Maybe you know you hear things that everything's gated or or that you know there's a lot of money up front, and that both of those are true, right? And that there's a lot of risk. That's true also. But here's what I'll say: in being a reseller for the last ten plus years and being a full time reseller for the last three years. There is no comparison to the amount of money that could be made on Amazon in comparison to eBay. It just, it does not compare. Now, there's a lot of hoops to jump through, right? And so what I suggest is if you're uncomfortable with Amazon, or let's say you're a Poshmark seller, right? And you're uncomfortable with, with eBay, right? eBay, eBay is the second biggest money maker. The numbers from Poshmark to eBay do not compare in Q4. They just don't, right? Just like the numbers from eBay to Amazon do not compare in Q4. So if those areas are unfamiliar territory right now during the summer when maybe I don't believe things have slowed down, but maybe they slow down a little bit. Now is the time to test out those platforms, get familiar with those platforms, try to get on gated on Amazon, try to figure out the shipping logistics, what it takes and and have that all ready to go. So then once Q4 hits, you're already set. 
you're going to make that profit. You're going to understand how to take care of things. So, and I would definitely say prep. a good, a good platform or platforms to maybe look at too, which might be underrated, especially when it comes to Q4 is going to be, I would, I'm going to say Facebook marketplace, um, an yeah, offer up. Agreed. And, and the, one of the reasons to say Facebook marketplace is people are on Instagram and Facebook, same company. And oftentimes, like if I'm searching for certain things, I'm interested in something at, at the time. Like I was looking up playgrounds for my son because I wanted to get like a little play set for him. And because I searched for that a few times, I am getting in my Instagram and Facebook <laughs> so feed scary. all the time, yeah. you know, uh, things that are on Facebook marketplace, some, some things that are like shipped, some things that are local, but it's going to show me those things. And so if somebody's like, I really need the new, my little pony, whatever. And they've, they've looked at that a couple of times, Amazon's out or targets out. If you have got those listed, Facebook is going to be advertising them already because they want to get mm-hmm. those sales. And so if you're doing them locally, the nice thing is you're not dealing with shipping. Uh, maybe that works for your lifestyle. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, maybe you do need to ship. You can. Maybe if you've never shipped through Facebook Marketplace, maybe now's the time to well, try and that, figure that out. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so start figuring those things out now. So that way, when it comes time, you're, you're on those platforms. You already got it figured out. And you're not like, huh, maybe I should try OfferUp or maybe I should try Facebook Marketplace. And it's already the midst of Q4 and somebody's already cornered your niche. Well, yeah, during Q4, all platforms are going to make money. Right. I mean, you got to think about that last week where, you know, maybe they want to order from Amazon, but Amazon's taking a little bit longer to ship stuff out. Right. Because now Amazon made it clear that Prime only means two days from the day that they ship it. So somebody can put in an order. It could take three business days until it finally gets shipped. That's five days. Or they could go to you and find it on Facebook Marketplace and do a local sale and, you know, get that item that they want right away. I had plenty of sales last Q4 that were done in the last week over offer up and over Facebook. Now he's just, Mike is exactly right. Like every, every platform has a different way of shipping, right? Amazon has a certain way of doing things. eBay has a certain way of doing things, Facebook marketplace. And there's, there's ever a time to experiment and to figure that out right now. So be ready to experiment on all platforms. I, I seriously, I'm telling you, It'll be a game changer. I've already had people comment like, hey, I used to sell on Poshmark. I started selling on eBay Orlando. Wow, it's so different. Or, hey, I was only doing eBay this last Q4. I tried to do Amazon. And you know what? It really was a game changer. So strongly encourage you guys to do that. All right. Now sourcing. Now, when you first started, you started doing thrifting, right? And then over time, you started going like to the outlets and so on. Yeah. So it's garage sales and thrift stores to start with. And it took a little while for me to kind of expand into things like outlet malls, expand into, um, what, what do you call the stores like Ross and Marshall? The Oh, those off-price stores. Off-price stores. You know, I, I didn't really dip my toe too much into those right off the bat. And it took a little while for me to kind of figure those out because it's a different, it's a different beast for mm-hmm. sure. And, and he, here's the thing again, and I, people hate hearing this. And yes, there's a lot of money to be made in the secondary market in Q4. I still have great sales on eBay. But the majority of buyers are looking for new items, right? And so if you want to expand and make more money, retail arbitrage, I do believe is the way to go in Q4, right? I've hesitated the last few years, but now we're in episode, what, 249? I'm like, okay, let's just be real with it. Like, you're not going to make as much money by selling secondary goods. You will still make money. You still will do well. But it's just what people are looking for are going to be those new items that are ready, ready to go. You just got to you know, put a Christmas wrap on it and, and it's good to go. Now, every off price store is different, right? You go to a Ross, 
right? You got to understand what you're looking for at a Ross. You got to understand their tags. For example, seller permit. Okay. You need to have a seller permit to save money on sales tax. Right. And so if you haven't gotten a seller's permit yet in your state, that's something I strongly encourage you to do so. And it's really easy. Usually you can just Google resale license or seller permit and the state that you're in. And, you know, within a few links on Google, you'll find it. But that's going to be something key. It's better to take care of that. Now, I will tell you, I had my first full time Q4 and I didn't have one. And I thought, I don't need one. You know, most stores won't take it. I lost thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars. Now it's a whole different ballgame with the seller's permit makes it really easy. And for example, if you go like to Marshall's or TJ Maxx and all those, they have systems and it's better to be in the system now. So then when you source those places later, all you have to do is give them your phone number. They find you and you're in and out. If you don't have that, man, they got to enter your info all the time. You're wasting uh, during Q4 trying to get that all settled. Also sourcing things you haven't normally sourced, right? Researching toys, researching video games, researching whatever other items you believe would be profitable in their Q4, like now is the time, right? If you feel uncomfortable with those items, now is the time to get familiar with those areas of the store. Yeah, and and that's the thing too is toys, video games, um, those are going to be obviously really fast movers, but in some ways those are also low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm, and there true. are a lot of things inside of a store. I mean, to be honest, you could walk down the grocery aisle of Target or Walmart and you can find things that are going to be selling on Q4 if you're thinking about what types of parties people are having. Things that that are going to be selling during Q4 aren't just toys. They're not just socks, right? Like there are things that people socks. are looking for. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets socks from Christmas, you know, from uh, from grandma or whatever. It's the worst. Um, but there are other things. And so what you got to look at is use this time now um, maybe to start scanning inside a store, but also look at past metrics, right? Look at Terapeak on eBay, look at past sales on Amazon. and Cheapa.com for Amazon. That's right. And look at what, what sold, what was potentially big. And a lot of times it's things that aren't related to toys and it's not related it's to video games, but you've got to be a little bit more creative. The nice thing is the amount of time and energy you might spend 40 80, 100 hours to find that one item that that people aren't sourcing like crazy, but is moving fast in Q4. And that might be your golden ticket, right? And so the time you're spending now, you're not going to want to spend that time in Q4 when things are already moving. And if you find it, you're like, oh, here's the item that's selling. There might already be a bunch of people in that market. It gets flooded and you're out, right? So you want to be you want to be the first one into a niche or, or as close to one of the first people in as possible. So that way you're already got the corner of the market. And when you need to, if you got to get out early, you can do it once things start to flood. Yeah. And also I would add to that, at those off price stores, develop relationships with the personnel there, right? Especially the management, right? Because, you know, they are going to be probably the best source of information that you can get. I can't tell you this, this last Q4, there's a certain off price store where I got to know the management and they told me, Hey, Orlando, you can buy this today or you can come in three days from now and, you know, we'll make sure that I've set some of the stuff aside and it's going to go on clearance for another 20%. Right. And that's more money in my pocket. And so the fact that I established that already like months ahead allowed me to be more profitable. So now is the time to do that. Now, the last part of this section that I want to talk about is trying new shipping methods. Now, I had mentioned Amazon and Facebook and and so on. But for example, one of the hottest things that I sold this last Q4 was an item that I had to learn how to ship. That was a larger item. And I figured out that all I could uh, what I could do is 
I could grab two small U-Haul boxes, not like tiny boxes, but the small boxes that you use for moving. And I could put them on top of each other and that would just ship out any larger item that I had consistently. And it was really easy to do instead of having to do a Franken box, instead of having to go buy a special box. As long as I did that, pretty much any item that was larger, I could ship. And my dimensions weren't that bad because most items that you know were around that range, it was really easy. You could just push the boxes closer together and it ended up being cheaper shipping. So I encourage you, like now is the time to learn how to ship things you're not comfortable with. Sometimes the hot selling toys, they, they are just a bear. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the dimensions on those boxes can be very unique. And so like I mean, the Jojo Siwa dolls, oh, yeah. those were a bear yeah. like three, four years ago when they were hot. Yeah. And, and I was lucky enough um, a couple of years ago in Q4, there was one item that I was able to source a bunch from, from Target. And again, the, the box size, I had to Franken, Franken box several boxes when I was first getting them. And then I did some scrounging around and I found a restaurant that was dumping boxes in their, nice. in their back and the boxes perfectly fit this item. And so I just grabbed as many of them as I could and I went back a couple of times and I got them. And so I spent a little bit of time finding and sourcing. And again, now I'm at a place financially. If you go back to our Monday episode where we talk about how to invest in your business. Um, now I probably wouldn't spend time digging through trash cans, but I would find, like Orlando said, boxes that I can purchase at that size. I'd get them in advance. That way, when things are selling, I'm not like, oh, what do I have to do? And I'm spending a bunch of time Frankensteining a box. So yes, do the research now. What does it take to, sh to ship different things? And then there's even... I mean, a while ago, back when I was using TikTok more, you know, seeing a couple of like random like tips of ways of like cutting boxes and folding them and you can make things fit in like boxes mm -hmm. that you wouldn't think they could fit in. And, you know, those are some skills where it's like, hey, look up a couple of tricks on how to manipulate boxes now, practice it a couple of times. So when the time comes, you're good to go. Agreed. So, for example, uh, there's Legos and Legos, their boxes only have so many sizes, right? So you got the smaller Lego boxes, you got the medium size, right? So. I eventually figure out what kind of box I could ship out pretty much every Lego set in. And so I ended up just purchasing those boxes. And so when Q4 hit, right, I wasn't I wasn't stressed. I already knew I already had shipped out a ton of Lego boxes over the summer by just experimenting with different things. And again, time, time, time. You're trying to save time during Q4. The more time that you can be away from packing and shipping, the more time you could spend sourcing and finding profitable items. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get to our next section. We're going to talk about supplies a little bit more. But before we do that, one thing you want to make sure you have is bubble wrap. Ooh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about here? Oh, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about our favorite American bubble boy. And, you know, just the name alone is so ingenious. You've got it. You got to appreciate a company like that, like a company. I mean, bubble boy. And then it's American bubble. Oh, it's just it's such a great name. <laughs> and the company matches that kind of, uh, you know, in ingenuity they're they're so they're such a great company um we we work very closely with american bubble boy and uh we've never been disappointed with any of the orders we've got from them they're they're quick they're going to get you your your bubble wrap fast they're going to get you whatever dimensions and sizes you need if you're if you need a, a long roll you can get the big four foot rolls i ship a lot of things that are a little bit smaller so i get the two foot rolls but the square footage is the same so i get really big packages of bubble wrap that last me a long time and as I'm starting to run out, I know, hey, I just got to place an order. I'm going to have it in a couple of days and it's going to be the cheapest price I can get. I mean, I used to try and, you know, go to Walmart and get the the, the duck one or whatever. And it's just I was ended up spending more and you just never knew if they're going to have it in stock or they're going to have the right sizes. 
And this is a much better way. I don't even have to leave my home and I'm getting bubble wrap sent straight to my door quickly and it's great bubble wrap. So if you haven't gone to our link below in the description, we've got a link in the description for American Bubble Boy. Use that link when you buy. You can buy them on Amazon. Uh, you can see all their reviews on Amazon, uh, but you're gonna get a better deal if you buy it from their site directly using the link we have in our, our link below. Let's them know that we sent you and, and, it helps uh, us out. and it helps out. Yeah, so we appreciate it. So AmericanBubbleBoy.com. All right, this next time, this next time, this next section, all right, organizing and ordering now. So what do I mean by that? Okay, I, I don't know. Have I have I just killed the whole idea of organizing? Have I talked about that too much? Maybe on Instagram I have. Maybe. Uh, you know, I don't think there's any... I don't think you can talk about this too much because it's it's one of those things where being spending a little bit of time organizing and, and that, you're buying that time back infinitely more later, right? Mm -hmm. Time spent organizing, it's one of those things like you can almost say... To be honest, I don't. Ha I'm so busy. I don't have time not to organize, right? Yeah, because it, you you've got so much going on, and if you're looking for inventory, if you're looking for boxes, if you don't got everything kind of figured out, if things are selling and you can't find it, you're going to be in a bad place. Whereas if you spend a couple of hours now getting everything going through, making sure your your totes are organized, they're efficient, you don't have unused space, you're utilizing your space well, you are going to get that time back tenfold. Agreed. Agreed. And Again, I share this story. I, I'm 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 a big fan of sharing my failures. So a lot of you don't fail. My first Q4, I was not as organized as I am now. I mean, I, I had like I don't know, like twenty to thirty totes that had no custom skew labels, full of shoes. I had totes with clothing with no custom skew labels, and I would find the items I was looking for. But the amount of time I would spend, right? I'd spend ten to fifteen minutes sometimes, and then if it was lost. Whew, that was the worst. Then you're talking about going to, through 10, 20, 30 toes until you find what you need. And during Q4, time is money. You do not want to spend that time, right? So this Q4, what I've been doing, if you've been following us on Instagram, I got all my buckles organized. Like I, I got little small boxes, put all the buckles in those boxes. Now, anytime a buckle sells, I know it's B1, B4, B5, B6, stuff that I have stored here in my own home. Right. If it's in the house, it's, it has an H before it. So it's H5, H6, H7. I mean, I'm able to find stuff so fast. And, uh, you know, even even earlier today, like, yeah, I sold a pair of shoes. It literally took me from, you know, finding those shoes to packing less than five minutes to get that done. Right. And during Q4, you want that to be done. And it, let's say you're doing Amazon. You want to make sure that everything is organized and efficient. So, you know, if you're doing FBA shipments, you just back up to your garage or to wherever you're, you're staying at and you have everything in place. You have a place for your labels. You have a place uh, to be able to, you know, remove all the stickers off of items. Uh, and you, you make sure that you have a place that you can store inventory. You have a place that you can uh, clean up inventory. I mean, being organized is so, so key during Q4. And listen, if things are slowing down, what better time? What better time than now to take care of that? Yeah. And there's other ways to maximize time too. Like, and, and again, we're talking about prepping for, for Q4. Mm -hmm. So if we're experiencing some kind of a summer slowdown or maybe sourcing isn't as easy or things aren't moving as quickly, now's the time to say, Hey, do I have my, my, uh, my photo box in the right place compared to my inventory compared mm -hmm. to where I'm packing stuff. And then other things that, that you might not think about, right? Like is, is this the best time to be listing, right? Am I, am I taking pictures at the right time of the day? Maybe, maybe taking pictures doesn't take me any kind of creativity. And so it's best for me to do that like late at night before bed 
or in the morning, like whenever you, you don't have the most creativity, but if you experience like a lot of creativity and like energy in the morning, you're like, this is when I need to be sourcing. And then when I'm a little bit more, you know, dragging a little bit, then I can do this other thing. Or there's, there's maybe it's the time of the day, right? Like, or, or what day of the week it is. So maybe it's, you know, based off my schedule, when the kids get off of, you know, football practice or, or whenever it is, this is when I should be doing this. And this is when, and now's the time to play with it. And, and, and it doesn't hurt to say, let's time myself. Let's time myself this week and figure out how much time did I spend, you know, listing versus sourcing versus shipping. And okay, let's try it next week with a different schedule. Let's instead of, instead of listing, you know, in the evenings, let me try listing in the morning. Did I get more listing done week two than week one? Nope. Week one was better. Okay. So I list in the evening, right? So practice that stuff now and figure out how to maximize your time because when Q4 hits, you're going to be so busy. And if you've already got those habits, if you've already got those routines, you're like, nope, if I list in the morning, I know I'm going to get twice as many listings done during the week. Or if I, if I source during the mornings, I'm going to get way more sourcing done. So figure that stuff out now and try a few different things. Worst case scenario, you set yourself back a little bit one week, but you figure out what doesn't work. And every time you figure out what doesn't work, you're actually moving towards progress too, because you're like, okay, Option A is better than option B, but the only way you're going to know is by trying it, practicing it. And again, it reminds me of that, uh, that, that the McDonald's, not documentary, but the movie about how McDonald's was formed. Oh yeah. Yeah. That scene, that scene was so good. I think it's it's called the founder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That scene where they're in a parking lot and they've literally got everything taped off. Like here's the fryer. Here's the, they had people moving from station to station. They're timing it. And they're like, nope, let's move it. Let's move the fryer over here and say tape off. Okay. Now this is the fryer. This is the stove. This is the, and they did it until they got it down to the fastest, most efficient, where people weren't running into each other, where everything was moving at optimal speed. And I think that probably took several days of practice, but then they get their system that much more efficient for the rest of forever. Right. So that time (laughs) was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, I agree with everything Mike is saying. Also think about how you're going to maximize that Q4 time. So, for example, last year, one of the best decisions I made, and it was done by accident, was I now I may be purchasing a cargo van here soon. Not not soon, like maybe in the next three months uh, before Q4 hits. But I ended up renting a cargo van two weeks before I was going to. I actually canceled my plans and I was like, you know, I need this sooner. Right. And I got, luckily I was able to get a decent rate. I mean, it wasn't bad. I think I paid like 80, $80 a day for the cargo van, which is really cheap for a cargo van. And here's the thing right now with rentals, things are so expensive. So if you're going to rent a vehicle, if you're going to need certain space, if you think you're going to be sourcing throughout, you know, the state or throughout the country, now is the time to plan that out. Here's another thing. And again, I know this is implied to everybody, but let's say you have a helper. I was very big last Q4. I did no eBay listings. I know it sounds crazy, but instead I had my helper draft everything. So anything that I had eBay sourced, I just dropped off and I had her just create drafts. And so I was 100% Amazon focused. And the only thing I was doing with eBay is, you know, looking at the drafts, finalizing it, submit. And then when things sold, packing it and shipping. That's all I did. And so I was able to continue my my eBay cash flow and continue my Amazon cash flow. So think about ways that you can maximize that time. Also, I and I know this may be controversial, but and I shared this before. Is it possible that maybe taking a day or two off of work or three or, or a week, I don't know what your schedule looks like, would be more profitable for you during that time than going to your nine to five, 
right? Because I can tell you during Q4, there were days when I was doing Q4 as a side hustle where I was making $1,000 a day, not, not just a thousand, like thousands a day. And had I stayed at my nine to five, I would not have been making that money. So I made a, a point that every Q4, whether it was like the first week of December or the last week of November, sometime around there, that I just took off two or three days to just focus on Q4 to maximize that time. And what better time to take that, try to get that time off than now, you know, than when everybody's trying to take that time off later on. So again, think of ways to maximize your time during Q4. All right. So about shipping supplies, do you order shipping supplies? Oh yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I know that's a basic question. It's well, and obviously we talked about American bubble boy, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's one yeah, way we yeah, order yeah. supplies. Uh, but even boxes, uh, having an eBay store, you get the coupon. So we utilize that. And one of the things we utilize that for when we first were kind of using that coupon for getting our boxes and things like that was figuring out which boxes we needed. So we'd order different boxes and it's like, okay, we actually are going through this box a lot faster than we're going through these boxes. So mm -hmm. next time we make an order, even if we're not using an eBay coupon, but we're just buying it ourselves, let's make sure we have this much of this box. And so we started to recognize what we needed. And it also allowed us to see how long does it take for boxes to get to us, right? How long does it take after we order an eBay a, a set of eBay boxes or if we're going through Uline or whatever it is we're buying our boxes through, uh, how long does it take to, to get to us so that we're ordering it in advance uh, and maybe even the USPS, right? Because sometimes... Oh, before you go, you want to order Uline now. Oh, yeah. You do not want to wait till that time. No, no for sure. And and USPS, same thing. Like, we used to go... There were certain boxes and certain envelopes and stuff that the we could get. ones? We could get inside the, the USPS store. Oh, and yeah. so we'd go the in ones. and they sometimes were out. Right. And so then you'd have to drive to another one. Or there are ones that you can't get in the store. You've got to, you've got to order. And so making sure that you have those ahead of time, because sometimes you order them and uh, it could take a little while for them to get to you. So you want to make sure you know what you need ahead of time and start ordering them. And the nice thing with the USPS ones is uh, you're not paying for those right until you ship them out. So that's yeah. kind of nice, too. No. And again, the number one USPS one I use is the padded envelope. You cannot get that in stores. You have to order that online. And right now you could order them. You might get them in two or three days. During Q4, it may take one to two weeks, right? And what if you find a hot item that the best way to ship it is a padded envelope, but you don't have any? Like that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your bottom line. So it's best to get it now. And then think about other supplies, right? Think about like Scotty peelers, right? I, I, if you don't know what Scotty peeler is, they're very helpful in removing uh, price tags of items, right? Uh, heat gun, very helpful. You can find actually all of those uh, in one of our links below. They're all items that we use, but... Here's the thing, time, 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 right? So right now you want to get these supplies, right? Because they're going to save you plenty. I will tell you, Scotty peelers are a game changer. You may think, oh, I could just use my fingernails or I could just easily remove them. No, Scotty peelers will make all the difference. A heat gun will definitely help things out, right? And so bubble wrap, we just talked about bubble wrap. You want to make sure you have that good amount of bubble wrap. All those supplies you want to have ready to go by the time October hits, so you're not wasting time. I can't tell you. I've had Q4s where I ran out of supplies and then I'm going from Walmart to Walmart trying to find boxes or going to Home Depot, trying to find boxes or trying to find bubble wrap. And then they're out of stock, too, because there's other resellers in the area for whatever reason they're sold out. You're losing so much time trying to find those shipping supplies. So there's no better time than to order them now. Yeah. All right, we're about to get to our hustle of the week. But before we do that, if you haven't been following us on social media, we are Pierce a Podcast on Instagram, 
TikTok, and Facebook. We are Pearsall Cast on Twitter and Clubhouse. You could also give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Or shoot us an email at pearsallpodcast at gmail.com. That's pearsallpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. By the way, the best way to get a hold of us is always Instagram. Email takes us a little bit. Uh, the other platforms take us a little bit. So DM us in the Instagram. Also, uh, did I say, I said phone call. I said, I said email. So, all right. Hey, and listen, if you have not been following us on YouTube, I know we have thousands of listeners on the podcast side, but we really love it. If you just come on over and just hit that subscribe, that bell button to notify you. And most importantly, that like button for every episode, I uh, just, that helps us on the algorithm. And, and there's all, a lot of videos that uh, that aren't podcasts, right? So we're we're dropping videos no, true, true, true. Mondays and Saturdays. So if you're a regular listener to the podcast, hey, you can listen to our Monday episodes. A lot of times they're basically just a mini podcast and, you know, throw it on YouTube while you're doing stuff and you can treat it like a little mini podcast. If you want to follow us on some of our, you know, thrift stores and garage sale halls and things like that or other things we've got going on in our life, maybe we have a tip about how to pack something or ship something. You got to be following us on YouTube or you're going to miss those. Yeah. And as always, we are grateful for all the iTunes reviews that we get because they really help us. We're, we're slowly getting to 500 reviews. Uh, we are the most reviewed podcast out there. Yeah. So uh, we don't have the most episodes. There's another one that has more, but I think we our audience is is maybe there or maybe larger. Right. So no, no one gives us direct numbers on any of those. So it's always hard. But hey, just wanted to share some of the latest reviews that people have given us just because we're always grateful uh, for somebody, I didn't know that our rating here on iTunes. I didn't know there was a rating of clean. Ooh, nice. Yeah, we're so, we're, clean. we're pure, so pure, <laughs> so pure and clean. All right, I want to read uh, the latest two um, uh, from our awesome listeners. So one is five hundred club new listener. Woo woo. So I think right now where are we at? It's it's not telling me. Oh, we're at four hundred and sixty-two. Ooh, you better get in quick, or you're not going to make that uh, under five hundred club. So. Hey, but what happened? We we ended up at four point nine. Man, that's all right. We were at five. Who it doesn't tell you? Like, what, how do we go down? I'm sure you know we're gonna have our haters too. That's a interesting. Good thing. That's a new one. I'm, I'm kind of hurt. All right, so uh, let's read these these last three real quick. Last two, just because when you comment, it not only helps us just because it gives a positive view, but people can now read and go, hey, this is what I'm looking for, right? This is the kind of podcast. I want. So uh, this comes from Ohio Holiday. 500 Club new listener said, started listening two months ago. Really enjoy the variety of tips, bolos, personal stories, and relevant news and trends. Realistic, entertaining, and educational. I like the entertaining part. Yeah. Can't beat the benefits. Well, thanks so much, Ohio Holiday. Thank you. And also on the same day, this came from Wheezy2698. Said, super helpful. I'm a little late to the game with this podcast, but I am enjoying it. And all the information is super helpful. Plus, it's entertaining, all around great podcast and let's go let's go one more 500 everybody keeps telling me 500 club i love it i uh, had to i've been listening to pure as a podcast had to make the 500 club about a year and a half mike finally convinced me that my life would be better as a member of the 500 club so here we are mike and orlando produce an awesome podcast about all things reselling they're entertaining a lot of fun to listen to i've learned a ton from their content and genuinely look forward to each episode appreciate all the effort you put into the content of your listeners Thanks a lot. We do. I, there's a lot of work that goes into these episodes. Uh, thank you, GSP for life, Blake. Oh man, you got you got yourself a GSP follower. So, should I know what GSP means? Isn't it a global shipping program? Oh, sorry. Come on, I, I man. I don't know. I don't know. 
okay. This guy. I'm still He's the one over here listen. preaching. He's like, you got to get on GSP. GSP is better than international shipping. Okay, listen. What's GSP? I'm still hung up on the 4.9. So I really would appreciate if many of you just got on there. Just go to the five stars. I want to be back at five. I'm just, uh, come on. Like, seriously? Seriously? It's all right, man. Don't lose any sleep over it. We'll be okay. All right. Hey. But it, thank you so much for all of you that support us on the iTunes review. All right. It is time for our favorite segment. Of Come this on, hustlers. It's the freaking hustle of the week. Yeah. Our first one comes from Jason. IG handle at F trail PT sale. Yeah. Uh, so I went to a thrift and picked up five vintage sports specialty snap packs from the thrift for $15 a piece. So that's paying up, right? Like to pay $15 for a hat. I mean, you, you're you paying up a little bit. So let's see if it's worth it here. Sold two hats so far on eBay. One was a Raiders hat for 120 bucks. All right. Definitely worth paying up. And, and a Lakers oh, hey, hat. Don't, 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 don't read that number. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to have to jump in. I typoed like crazy. Here. Oh, okay. Okay. He sold the Lakers hat for $300. Whoa. All right. That's that's definitely worth paying up for. 300. I want to make sure we got the right number on there. Right. And then uh, is the Lakers have the right number? Yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, the Raiders is 120 and the Lakers 300. Lakers was 300. Nice. All right. So $120 for a Raiders hat and 300 for... That's okay, crazy. You're paying $15 and you're flipping it for, for 120 and, and 300. That's no joke. Like that's, 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 that's some value right there. And... It's also a bolo, right? Now people are going to be looking for some uh, sports specialties. Oh, sports specialties are money. And he has three left. And by the way, Jason is a repeat hustle of the week. I think it's his third one. Nice. Do you remember that? That means you're hustling hard. Do you remember that blue peanuts? It was like a, who's the guy from peanuts that has a blanket? Is that Lionel? Yeah, Linus. Linus. Linus, right? And he sold the Linus shirt for like a couple hundred or three hundred dollars. So so anyways, yeah, definitely give uh, Jason a follow. Uh, It's actually, it's uh, yeah, it's F-Trail. Uh, PT cell, which is full time trail, part time cell. Nice. So, thank you so much. Sorry, I didn't mean to interject. I just wanted to make sure we got the numbers right. All right. So, this next one, okay, this comes from Mike. So, here's the deal our first hustle a week, right, was on July 5th, 2018. Ooh. And we were nobodies. We're still nobodies. Well, we were really nobodies back then. I'm a somebody to myself. Okay, so, there you yeah. go. But, you know, it was kind of awkward reaching out to people like, hey, we have this podcast. We got like 10 listeners. Like, hey, you know, we have this Hustle of the Week segment that we want to start. Like, would you mind helping us out? And so we reached out to Ernest Thriftzilla on Instagram. And, uh, you know, I was kind of hesitating. I was hoping he'd be back. And he, I think he sold like it was some kind of Panasonic. I think it was a dual deck or something like that. And he sold it for good money, right? And uh, he was very kind and he's like, sure, you could do Hustle a Week. And then he recommended a couple other podcasts at that time. And I was like, I appreciate that. And so, Ernest, if you haven't been following Thriftzilla on Instagram, you need to. Like, this guy is the king of miniature toys and like WWE figures or just new toys. Like, he just, he know his pictures are awesome too. So, he went on Facebook Marketplace. And he came across the 2012 Fisher Price Imagine X SpongeBob SquarePants playset for twenty dollars on Facebook. Okay, and he and he had this for a while, and it was unlisted. And he was getting ready to move, and he was over at the storage unit, and he was like, "You know what? I need to take some pictures. I need to list it." So he listed it. Took about a month. So remember, he paid fifteen dollars for the set, and he 
and he ended up selling on eBay. He took a best offer of $175 free ship. Nice. Like imagine X, like that, that's what I love about what Thriftzilla does. Like he has, a, he knows his toys really well. Right. And that's what I recommend to everyone. Like be really familiar with a certain niche and you're going to be able to just really make a lot of money. And that, and that's what Thriftzilla has done here. Like I, I, you know, over the last three years, since that first of the week, like I've been following his page and he just keeps, you know, it's just the stuff that he's selling. And, and what's nice is he doesn't take up a lot of storage space. Mm. Right. And it's easy to ship and it's collectible. So anyways, uh, give him a follow. But yeah, that's SpongeBob SquarePants Imagine X. Like if you go on his Instagram page, you see it. You're like, what? That's all for almost $200. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's good. All right. Our next one comes from Brandon. Uh, IG handle at Kato's Corner. Kato's Corner. Kato's Corner. Got it. Uh, so C-A-D-O-S. C-O-R-N-E-R. Uh, so went to a yard sale and came across a McDonald's drive through place at sea. You know, we talked, this is like the McDonald's episode. It is. You know? I'm loving it. Uh, so picked up a McDonald's playset, and we're also in a theme with some toys right now. So, got, you know, Q4, it's coming, toys. Uh, was able to negotiate uh, from, it was originally 15 down to $10. So he picked it up for 10 bucks, took it to a storage unit to clean it up, uh, and found $5 in the cash register. Bing, bang. You paid five bucks for Somebody this was playing on the playset with real money. Hey, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's a win. <laughs> so not only did you talk him down $5, but then you found $5. So you paid $5. Yeah, that's, that's genius. Uh, listed it on eBay and sold within 24 hours for a best offer of $186.96 plus shipping. So from $5, I mean, I don't know how big this thing is, but you, they, they oh, paid it, for the it, shipping. It's, so. it's like, think of those big playsets. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, they paid for the shipping. So it doesn't matter. Bing, bang, boom. That's how you do it right so, there. That's how you hustle. So Brandon Kato's corner. I, I, you know, he had a couple other hustles a week on there, which were pretty awesome. And then I was like, cause I mean, would you have picked up a McDonald's playset? You know, I've talked in the past about McDonald's toys. And then you mentioned some McDonald's toys do do well. Um, do do. They, <laughs> they do well. Where are you going? Um, but, uh, you know, I think if I were to see something like that and it's, I mean, you'd, I'd imagine it'd be older because I haven't seen anything like that in a store recently. Mm. And McDonald's has a following. I mean, McDonald's puts something in their food. Like my son, like he's a pretty <laughs> picky eater. I mean, not picky. I mean, he, he eats things like smoked salmon and stuff like that. But like wow. he, he likes certain types of food. Um, and if we were to make him like a, a cheeseburger, he, he's going to eat a couple bites out of it. But if we ever go to McDonald's and get him a Happy Meal, he will eat that entire cheeseburger and like 10 seconds flat. Mm -hmm. And and so uh there is a lot of people who are into McDonald's. I'm not saying it should be. It's probably, you know, not the best eating choice, but uh, you know, it's got a following. And yeah, I think that's a good I think I would look it up at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. I'll start off my uh hustle of the week. So I went to garage sale. I I don't this was one I didn't share on YouTube. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram, go on Instagram because the weeks I don't drop on YouTube, I, I drop on the Instagram stories. So I went to this garage sale and I show up and it's the very first one. It's the best when you score right away, right? It really gets you pumped for the morning. And when I showed up, there's all kinds of stuff, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm gonna find anything. And a guy pulled out this box, and in this box, there was a Nintendo, a Zapper. I think I had, did I mention this at some point in time? I think our, our last uh, episode. W was it a Bolo? I, I don't think, maybe. I, I don't know. I think it was just a, a random story. Or uh, yeah, I think it. so. I think it was, it, oh, it was where I like, I, I didn't have to negotiate. So what happened is if you didn't catch that podcast, 
He had all the video game stuff. I didn't say anything to the guy at all. Right. I initially was like looking through stuff and he's like, come on, make me a de- make me an offer. And I was like, oh, what about for uh, these video games? And here's the thing. We've talked about video games a lot. I feel like the last few weeks, but the market is insane. It is insane. Let me give you perspective about how insane it is. So Nintendo has always been a win. Like pretty much any vintage Nintendo you can find, if it's tied into Mario Brothers, Zelda, Donkey Kong, any of the like the iconic Nintendo things, like you're going to make money on it right now. Other consoles like Atari, Sega Genesis wasn't always the case. Right. And so this to me is evidence that everything's going up. So within there, he had old Genesis cartridges. And I've I've sourced these things before. There hasn't been any money. Well, in there, he had a game and it was Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Nice. Right. And I was like, there's no way this is worth anything. Right. And so, you know, I asked him, how much? He's like, two dollars. I'm like, would you do a dollar? And he's like, yeah, I'll do a dollar. So I paid a dollar. I looked, I didn't look at the comps yet. I look at the comps. These were selling for like 50 bucks. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to list at the top of the market because I can. So I listed it at $80 it was on sale and it sold for $72 plus ship. Mm-hmm. A Genesis cartridge, Michael Jackson moonwalker. Just, uh, I, I, I don't even, I, it, it, it's wild to me. Like I, I really think, I mean, we've already talked about grading. We had a whole episode about grading video games and all that, man, if you can just, you can get into that niche and you, I think there's good money to be, made. how long there's going to be good money to be made. That's still to be determined, right? We don't know. Ride the wave all you can. Yeah, definitely. But that's my hustle of the week. All right. So mine is, uh, goes back to old story and I've talked about him a couple of times, but uh, again, another one sold. So it's a hustle. Nice. Um, picked up on the side of the road for free, a bunch of random old vintage electronic uh, music stuff. So like, I'm not talking like receiver and and speakers and that kind of stuff. I'm talking like, for like old synthesizers like you'd plug in all this nice. stuff and you turn dials and things like that and then you've got like different frequencies going through now you can get synthesizers that are tiny that do all of that mm-hmm. stuff but before you needed like different pieces of equipment for each thing and like you'd turn 100 dials and push 100 things and then like the frequency come would come out a little bit different sounding a certain way and then it'd go through another one and i picked up a bunch of these for free on the side of the road they were just next to the trash can and I've been selling them consistently from anywhere from like 50 to over $100. And I think I only have like a couple left because one of my last ones just sold for $60 plus shipping. And it, they're a little bit difficult to ship. But the nice thing was even with testing, right? Like all I did was make sure they turned on. I didn't have the equipment to like run all of the sound through it and have something coming out and to know if they all work all the dials. So it's like turns on untested, right? As is see the pictures for cosmetic wear. And they've been selling for a pretty good amount. And so anytime you can, I mean, I'm not a trash can diver. Like I don't do that a lot. Dumpster diving. I don't do the the dumpster diving all the time. Uh, but if you're driving and you see something on the side of the road, you never know, right? Like look, at, at least stop and look because uh, sometimes, you know, someone's just cleaning out all their old stuff and they're like, well, put this on the side of the road. Because it takes it takes work it, to list and sell things. It's not, not everybody wants trash. to do that. Yeah. I've shared this yeah. on the podcast before where like one of my biggest laser discords was just driving through a neighborhood and there's a laser disc there for free in box. It's over $300. Nice. Like just, no, I, I get it. I get it. Like, yeah, no shame in picking up stuff on the side. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be trashy, man. If it, uh, if it I'll pays the trashy. bills, it's fine. 
All right. All right. Hey, before we move on, uh, thank you, by the way, to all the hustle of the week. Again, if you're not following the hashtag on Instagram, please do so. It's it's not only a celebration of wins, but it's also a major bolo list of what to keep an eye out for. So uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Jane, Jason, Ernest and Brandon. All right. Before we move on, uh, here's another bolo. Uh, in order to keep our, my head uh, well shaven uh, during the Q4, I definitely plan on using my skull shaver. Uh, if you haven't seen, we've talked about skull shaver before. We probably need, we probably need to bring next episode. I'm going to bring a skull shaver and just put it here maybe. We'll, we'll see but skullshaver.com uh you can use a promo code pure p-u-r-e and it will definitely allow you on the go to shave your head within 90 seconds and give you that smooth clean look without any nicks or cuts from a blade uh it's great it's portable uh you can have it the charge on there is amazing so check out again skullshaver.com promo code pure yeah because we're so pure so fresh and so clean so, so you just want to like we just need the outcast song in the smell, background right now just okay. smell pure hustle podcast it's just so clean so pure all right moving on from that let's talk about setting yourself up for success to buy and sell successfully during q4 now we see this mantra all the time but right now right now you should be listening listening and listening yeah q4 things sell um even ebay the garage sale type stuff You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at what sells. Um, I mean, it's not the same kind of velocity as if you're buying Legos and selling them on Amazon. However, if you've got things in a death pile, something in a death pile is never, ever, ever going to sell, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's nobody's going to be able to buy it unless you randomly have somebody walking in your house and like, hey, can I buy that from you? Right? Like you're not going to sell things in a death pile. So you've got to list it. You've got to list it because you don't know if it's going to sell. And the nice thing is, is imagine if it sells now before Q4, you're freeing up inventory space you're getting capital and that's positive positive and if it doesn't sell right now and it doesn't sell until q4 at least you're not spending time in q4 listing death pile or adding to your death pile right so i mean just imagine i haven't had a night where i've been able to go to sleep with no death pile in a long time Uh, but i can just imagine what that would feel like just to lay your head down and know every single thing that i possibly can list is listed oh that sleep is going to be so great and I know some of you guys do that, you know, maybe your stores are smaller or you're just so focused that you you don't allow death piles to happen. But many of us do have death piles. So list, list, list now. Yeah. So remember, right now you're listening, listening, listening to trigger the algorithm to prevent a summer slowdown, but also you're listening for Q4, right? So think about it. I'm listening for the future. It, it may not sell now, but it will sell in Q4. All right, next, begin to pay attention to what is trending. I think we shared this a few, but... Usually stuff starts coming out, the hot items, right? And we've shared several ways that you can find this out. I find that one of the biggest ways, right, is is social media. Like social media, you begin to find out what people are interested in, what they're looking to. If you want, you can maybe join a Discord, right? That's a good place to do that too. Or even the basics of like, if you have kids or you have nephews or nieces that aren't, especially on YouTube, like those YouTube items end up being the hot items. Yeah. So watch, I mean, again, like convert some of your entertainment time that you just spend watching random Netflix to watching stuff on YouTube because you're going to kid shows. I mean, maybe, maybe not, though, because you don't necessarily have to watch a kid show, but you can see what's trending on the side. You can see what's recommended next. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And if you're watching other reseller YouTube videos, if you're watching those types of things, then not only are you getting education and entertainment, 
but you're also potentially seeing like, hey, they're mentioning this new show that's on, you know, Nickelodeon or whatever that, you know, I don't have kids or not watching Nickelodeon. So I, I didn't know about that show. And so maybe you you look it up and you see like, oh, wow, this is like really trending. Kids are talking about this thing. Now, you know what you potentially are looking for. Agreed. Now, there's two ways to go about this. So one is riskier. I, actually, they're both risky. Let, let me share this. So one of them is to stock up on items during the summer. Now, that can be risky. I would say if it's items like Legos that you find on clearance, not a lot of risk, unless they're really bad sets. There are certain sets that no matter if they're on clearance, people are not going to buy, right? But for the most part, uh, and especially right now, I mean, if, if you've been following, like a lot of stores are doing clearance, uh, they're pretty much done by now, by like mid-July, but during June, they were doing a lot of this. So you can begin to stock up now. And I've done that before. Like right now I have, I, I don't know. I think I have, I have a lot of Legos right now that I picked up over the last few months in anticipation that I'm going to sell them for Q, in Q4 for more money. Now, the, the risk of that is they're not going to be what's trending. Now, I usually wait until October. I know people are going to say that's kind of late, but the reason I wait till October is you may watch all these YouTube gurus and so on are saying like, this is going to be the hot toy, but I'm telling you, you got to be careful. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Three, four years ago, I've shared the story before the Lubo Bella dolls. Okay. Along with her awesome fingerlings that are up here. Okay. There was a YouTube I was watching and this individual had like 50 or 60 Lubo Bella dolls in the background. And it was supposed to be the hot toy and they had been sourcing it. And everything was going to be good to go. And I think it was like September. And I remember going, you know, if that's what they're buying, I'm going to buy. Mm -hmm. So I bought a ton too. And guess what? They weren't hot. Now, they were hot two years later when you couldn't find them anymore. But there was an overabundance. But usually by October, like mid-October, once you start scanning in stores and you begin to see eBay, you know, sold listing, you begin to realize, okay, this is a hot toy. And once you land on that hot toy or whatever that hot item is, you need to drop everything and begin to source it. Right. Because eventually that thing is going to sell out and the price is only going to go up more. Now you also got to pay attention though, and see what the sell through rate is. Is it selling consistently? Because a lot of these shortages that happen, it's reseller related. <laughs> it's resellers anticipating something and they buy it out. Like, for example, we had mentioned Jojo Siwa dolls from years ago. So years ago, I made a killing on these Jojo Siwa dolls that were like 18 inches tall. And unfortunately, Mike's first year was the year where I thought they're going to be hot again. And Mike and I stocked up on these. And I think we still broke even, right? Yeah, probably. Probably, but it didn't go well. And again, Orlando was anticipating right? That it was going to be hot and I failed. So that's why I mean, you can, you can go both ways. You can stock up in the summer and expect something, or you can just wait till like mid October and then you can strike on those items. Yeah. All right. Last of all, and hopefully you've stuck with us to the end because this is the most important recommendation. Yeah. Discipline. Just kidding. <laughs> it is something that we, that I, you know, again, Mark Meyer, if you haven't caught our interview with Mark Meyer, I, it's been over a year now. Yeah. It's gotta be way over a year. Really? Yeah. Wow. So something he said, and this is, I think it was the beginning of the event that happened that ended up forcing us to not be able to leave our homes, mm -hmm. uh, was he said he wanted to make sure that he was inventory light and cash heavy. So when we reopened, he could buy out a lot of inventory that people were trying to offload. Yeah. 
And you want that to happen during Q4. Like you right now, I believe is the time to put stuff on sale. Right now is the time to sell. Right now is the time to reduce space, not reduce space, but make space uh, in your storage for Q4 items. Right now, you want to be able to scale that cash. So when the opportunity strikes and there's an item that you can pick up and you can make a lot of money on, you want to have that capital available. Yeah. And, and just having that capital available, it kind of frees you up to, to make those decisions, right? If you, if you're and watch our Monday episode, we talk a lot about what to do when you're, you're starting to make profit selling on eBay and Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're at a place where you've only got $500 reserve in the bank for your business, uh, and you come across something and you're like, man, there's this, this item, but you know, I could buy out all these things, but it's going to cost me 500 bucks. That's putting all your eggs in one basket. You might not feel comfortable doing that. But if you're at a place where you've got maybe 10 times that amount available capital, then you could say, sure, I'll buy out this store, $500, no mm-hmm. problem, because then you can get 10 times of those deals and all you need is one or two of them to be a home run. And the rest of them, if you break even or maybe even one, you lose a little bit, you're going to be okay because those couple of home runs. So you've got to have the money available, the cash available to to do that because you could you could go all in on one item and there's definitely nothing wrong with that if that item wins. But if you if you're putting if you don't have enough cash to potentially pick up on a couple of deals and say, I can buy this store out of this item, I can get another item at another store and I can buy that out. And and you've got that the cash where you can do that without like, oh, I, I don't know if I've, I can handle this. And then you're not sleeping and all of that. You want to have the capital now so that you can do that. No problem. And the more capital you have, the easier it is to make those kinds of uh, risky uh risks take those challenges take those those opportunities that come because there's no such thing as luck there's just opportunity and the ability to strike on the opportunity agreed agreed so right now is the time to sell if you can sell a ton of your inventory to make sure that you're cash heavy and ready to go for q4 right now is the time all right hopefully all these tips help you out to have an amazing q4 it is just the beginning of q3 so you have a little bit of time but man that time is gonna fly and before you know it we're gonna be out there and hopefully enjoying the profits of q4 yeah. and with that being said make sure to be real be relevant and be reselling leads peace <laughs>